2: It's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, as Superman enters a small dressing room in the Metropolis Auditorium where he had left Batman and Robin... He meets with a stunning shot. Great Scott,
0: that's Robin on the floor. Robin, Robin, what happened? Uh Oh, he's unconscious. I'd better get him to a doctor and fast. Up with him. There we are. Now, up and away!
3: All right, gang, get set now for more Superman contest winners. You may be among these, so listen carefully. Rosemary D'Angelo, Pittsfield, Massachusetts, Thelma Parker, St. Mary's, Georgia, Edward Kennedy, Shreveport, Louisiana, James Miller, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Jack McElvain, Alexandria, Virginia, Nancy Cowles, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, David Brazier, Deer Park, Ohio, Catherine Schlemmer, Whittier, California, Billy Whitney, College Place, Washington, Mickey McConville, Minneapolis, John Biggerstaff, Mahoning Town, Pennsylvania, Teresa LaBorge, Witherton, New York, Anne McManus, Cambridge, Massachusetts, Malcolm Friedman, Corvallis, Oregon, Bucky Zeitler, LaFarria, Texas, Janet Baker, Sharon, Oklahoma, Michael Chewy, Harvey's Lake, Pennsylvania, Merlene Lawless, Grants Pass, Oregon, Dick Loosebrink, San Diego, California, Gladys Althoff, Powell, Wyoming, Kara McMahon. Lewiston, Idaho, Joan DeVore, Washington, D.C., Muriel Harrison, Fort McCoy, Florida, Geraldine Poison, Freewater, Oregon, Ruth Horton, Livermore, California, Howard O'Connell, Wilson, North Carolina, Doris Pierce, Norfolk, Virginia, Betsy Brown, Kearney, New Jersey, Bob Verdi, North Tarryton, New York, Margian Brammer, Bremer, Parker's Prairie, Minnesota, Daryl Carroll, Logan, Utah, Colleen Elay, Addiza, Iowa, Linda Campbell, Dallas, Texas, Jim Roach, Tara Haught. Caroline Root, Nottingham, Pennsylvania. Jimmy Oster, University Heights, Ohio. Bruce Kershaw, Fall River, Massachusetts. Roger Nouth, Oradell, New Jersey. George W. Collins, Corvallis, Oregon. John Wright, Philadelphia. Robert Snyder, Staunton, Virginia. Marie Ciolino, San Francisco. Rosemarie Pergliesi, Brooklyn, New York. Donald Barron, Nanticoke, Pennsylvania. Susan Spinner, Seattle, Washington. Ethel Kolko, San Luis Obispo, California. Shirley Wynn, Elk Basin, Wyoming. Donald DeBo, Billings, Montana. Lester Weiner, Dorchester, Massachusetts, and Arthur Leslie, Camden, New Jersey. That's all for now. More later in the program, so keep listening. And now, the
2: adventures of Superman. After telling Robin, his young companion, that he might never see him again, the famous Batman disappeared. Then, 12 days later, while Robin and Superman hunted desperately for him... Batman apparently reappeared without notifying his friends and delivered a rabble-rousing, un-American speech in Metropolis Auditorium. Unable to believe their ears, Superman and Robin, in their guises of Clark Kent and Dick Grayson respectively, hurried to Batman's dressing room after the speech. But when they were given a cold reception, Robin asked Kent to leave, then appealed to Batman to explain his amazing behavior. To his utter bewilderment, the man he considered his dearest friend turned on him viciously. When Kent returned a short time later, he found Batman gone and Dick lying on the floor, unconscious. As Superman, Kent rushed Dick to the office of a nearby doctor, where the boy was treated for a scalp wound. Now, a little while later, Robin is again alone with Kent, heartbroken and close to tears.
1: He hit me, Mr. Kent. Batman hit me. He called me a brat and then he slugged me. He never did anything like that before, never. I know, Dick never even lost his temper with me before. I, I can't understand it, Mr. Kent. I just can't understand it. I can't
0: understand that any more than I can understand Batman's making that rabble-rousing, un-American speech at the auditorium. Why, if I hadn't heard him myself, I never would have believed it.
1: Oh, look, Mr. Kent, do you suppose that fellow Jones, the man we heard on the recording with Batman, do you think he's making him act this way?
0: Could be, Dick. Could be. But... The Batman I knew would have knocked Jones down, regardless of what it meant to him, before he would make such a selfish, bigoted, un-American speech.
1: Yeah, I guess he would. Then why is he acting this way?
0: Well, offhand, I can think of only two reasons, Dick. Such as? First, it's just possible that Batman doesn't know what he's doing because he's sick. Mentally sick as a result of something fed or injected into him by the mysterious Mr. Jones.
1: But he didn't seem sick his eyes were clear and his voice, his movements, they were just the same as always. Yes, but his thoughts and his actions were
0: entirely different from what they always were. No, Dick, I still say Batman is either sick or else...
1: Or else what?
0: Well, that's something I'd rather not talk about yet. It it seems too utterly fantastic.
1: Oh, come on, Mr. Kent.
0: Tell me, please. No, I'd rather check my theory first. Look, uh, Batman said he had another speaking engagement tonight in Willow Falls, didn't he? Uh Uh-huh. All right, I'm going up to Willow Falls, and before this night is over, I'm going to find out if Batman is sick or, well, the other thing. Swell, I'll I'll go with you. No, no, Dick, you're still a little groggy.
1: Oh, uh, no, no, I'm okay now. Honest. I want to go, Mr. Kent. I'd rather you didn't, Dick. I want to talk to Batman alone. Oh, well, okay. Good fellow.
0: Now get your coat on, I'll take you over to Jim Olson's house. Jim Olson's? Mm -hmm. What for? Because if my second theory is right, you may be in danger. I'd rather you were someplace else than your home until I get back.
1: Oh, don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. Besides, until I know what gives with Batman, I want to be at home in case he calls and needs me. Well, that's the way you want it. All right,
0: Dick. I'll run you home, then I'll hop up to Willow Falls and have it out with Batman. Come on, let's go.
2: After seeing Robin safely to his home, Clark Kent secretly resumes his true identity. Then, as Superman, he streaks 30 miles north to the bustling town of Willow Falls. There, after again assuming his disguise of mild-mannered, bespectacled Clark Kent, he approaches the Willow Falls Opera House. Crowds are filing into the building, outside of which is a life-sized lithograph of Batman in costume, and a huge sign which reads, Batman speaks here tonight. Making his way to the stage entrance, Kent speaks with the doorman.
0: My name is Clark Kent. I'm a reporter for the Metropolis Daily Planet. I'd, I'd like to uh, interview Batman.
2: Oh, uh, he ain't here yet. Are you
0: sure? It's eight forty-five, and I noticed he's scheduled to speak at nine o'clock.
2: I know, but he phoned in a little while ago to say he'd be late. He did, eh? Yeah, he's driving up from Metropolis, but he said he had some trouble with his car. expects to be here about nine thirty thereabouts. I see. But do you mind if I come in and wait for him? Oh, I don't mind. Come on in. Thanks. As Kent enters the opera house in Willow Falls to wait for Batman, Robin, in his house in Metropolis, tries to concentrate on a book. But, restless and worried, he soon tosses it away and turns on the radio. A moment later, he snaps that off. and takes to pacing the floor. Then, when the phone rings, he fairly leaps across the room to answer it.
1: Hello? Is that you, Robin? Yes, uh, Batman. Chick, listen, Chuck. Where are you, Batman? What's happened to you? I'm so worried, I'm going nuts. Ticket. Oh, well, start explaining. Mr. Kent thinks you're sick in the head, but I know it can't be that. (laughs) Kent thinks I'm sick, huh? Yeah, he went up to Willow Falls to see you. Is that where you are now?
0: No, I'm in Metropolis.
1: You are? Well, come on home right now. We can get this all straightened out.
0: I can't come home now, Robin.
1: Why not?
3: Because I'm on a big job. What big?
1: Job? For the police department? Bigger than that. The government?
3: I, I can't tell you any more over the phone.
1: Listen, can't you use a hand on this job? Can't I help? ha, oh, now you're talking our language. Just say where and when, Pappy. You know where the old river hotel is? The river hotel? It seems to me I remember it. Uh, an old dump down on the waterfront?
3: That's it. I'm there now. Room 314.
1: 314. Check. Now get this. I'm listening.
3: Keep this strictly on the QT. Don't tell Kent or even Alfred that I called or where you're going. Understand?
1: I'll make like a clam, Pappy.
2: What is the big surprise that has just been promised the now happy Robin?
3: We'll be back in a moment to find out, so keep listening. Stand by now for more contest winners. Here they are. Marilyn Kornberg, Brooklyn, New York. Bill Bruckert, Chicago. Sharon Avery, Bremerton, Washington. Myrna Verroza North Sacramento, California. Donald Shant in Portland, Oregon. James Boos. You're in Ohio, Tommy Paulson, Washington, D.C., Louis Abitula, Oakland, California, Edward Smith, Uxbridge, Massachusetts, Dave Schneider, Schofield, Wisconsin, Angela McCauley, Floral Park, New York, Ronald Tallman, Manville, New Jersey, John Willows, Lewiston, Idaho, Harry Tykes, Pittsfield, Massachusetts, Billy Grubb, Kenton, Ohio, Mary Matzella, Princeton, New Jersey, James Smith, Norwalk, Connecticut, Ruth Heckathorne, Van, Pennsylvania, Bob Johns, Portland, Oregon, Bobby Ludwig, Highland, Ohio, Charles Russell, North Hollywood, California, Robert Riley, Port Blakely, Washington, Lewis Hall, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Janet Moden, Portland, Oregon, Judith Ranson, Windsor, Connecticut, Larry Connor, Los Angeles, Skig Nakagawa, Powell, Wyoming, Norman Forrester, Walla Walla, Washington, Hubert Smith, Asheville, North Carolina, David Moeller, Englewood, Colorado, John McSweeney, Bell Harbor, New York, Mike Berger, Murray, Utah, Nellie Gregg, Morgantown, West Virginia, Davis Hest, Athena, Oregon, Leonard Pusinen, Plainville, Connecticut, Vivian Powers, Philadelphia, Harold Clark, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Raymond Dunhuber, Forest Hills, Long Island, Carol O'Brien, Jamaica Plains, Massachusetts, Joseph Hertzstein, Camden, New Jersey, John Caperna, Schoolkill Haven, Pennsylvania, Mary Tartiff, Lewiston, Maine, Mac Perry, Cherry Valley, Arkansas, James Morbeck, Chicago, Dora Clifford, Shelbyville, Tennessee, Gail Donnelly, Grant City, Staten Island, Jack O'Mara, Snyder, New York, Dennis Crimer, Roscoe, California, Floyd Weiss, Brooklyn, New York, and Randall Prophet, Christianburg, Virginia. That's all we have time for today, gang. If you weren't among these, you may be on Monday's list, so don't fail to listen.
2: And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Dressed as Dick Grayson, Robin has just arrived at the River Hotel. An ancient, decaying, evil-smelling structure... situated in an area on the waterfront... where many of the shady element of the city congregate. In the small, paint-peeled lobby... furnished with a few sagging horsehair chairs... two furtive-eyed men glance sharply at Robin... then quickly look away. And the sleepy, bleary-eyed clerk at the switchboard... seems to take no notice of the youngster... as he walks swiftly to the rickety, uncarpeted stairs... and takes them two at a time. On the third and top floor... Where a single small electric bulb only seems to make the shadows deeper. Robin reads the numbers with difficulty on the cheap, scarred doors. Finally, he finds room 314, the number Batman had given him, at the end of the hall. He stops and knocks on the door.
1: Hi, Batman.
2: What the? Stepping into the room, Robin stops short as he sees a bald, heavy-set, unshaven man sitting in a chair facing the door. In his hand, the man holds a revolver, which he points at Robin. Another man, very tall and thin in shirt sleeves, lounges alongside the door. There is no one else in the room. Then, as Robin starts to step backward, the heavy-set man in the chair calls out, "Stay right where you are, sonny boy." Close the door, Lou.
1: What's the idea? Where's Batman? <laughs>
2: You want to know where Batman is,
1: huh? Yeah, what's so funny? Where is he? What goes on here?
2: You'll find out, sonny boy. You'll find out. But you ain't gonna like it. (laughs) No, you ain't gonna like it at all. What does this mean? Was Robin deliberately led into an ambush by Batman? It hardly seems possible. But then other things Batman has done since his strange reappearance have hardly seemed possible, too. What will happen now to Robin as Superman, 30 miles away in Willow Falls, is unaware of this latest and serious development. There's more excitement and baffling mystery in Monday's thrilling episode, Gang, much more. So be sure to listen. Don't fail to tune in again Monday, same time, same station, for Chapter 5 of Batman's Great Mystery on The Adventures of Superman.
3: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom Mix and his Ralston straight shooters. This is the world's largest network serving more than 450 radio stations, the mutual broadcasting system.